0: All right, sweet, woo! We got ourselves a podcast. So this is uh, Zach from RPGSite.net. Uh, this is the very first edition of the Anime Review. Uh, this is a podcast that I've been wanting to do for years. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have a couple of my coworkers here to participate. Uh, I've got Nusha. Hello. And Deanna. Yo. Yo. So yeah, uh, both of you guys, of course, we've been working uh, with each other for a number of months now. But uh, this is something that our, us as a site been trying to do for a while because at some point I actually had started a um, uh, separate site for anime reviews. Uh, That was like a sister site to RPG site, Uh, but that didn't go so well because, go figure, writing about anime is kind of hard. It's mostly just repeating the same stuff over and over and just kind of figuring out deeper meaning. It's a lot easier to do for games, I realized, than anime when it's like 20 minutes. So uh, yeah, we didn't do anything with that at that point. But now we're back actually doing an anime review podcast. It's a lot easier to talk about the stuff we care about instead. So to kind of set things up, uh, to to let you guys get to know us a little bit better, I kind of wanted to go over your history of anime. Like, what was your first real experience with the the medium and, uh, you know, the kind of stuff that you're into? And so, Nusha, let's start with you. Uh, What's kind of your history with anime?
1: Uh... I kind of started out like a lot of people did, like, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, that kind of stuff. Um, I remember a show that really hooked me at the time was Yu Hakusho and Toonami, or not Toonami, uh, Adult Swim, I think it was at the time. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I think I caught it right in the middle of the first uh, tournament arc, which, like, that show was notorious for having, like, a thousand tournament arcs. And so I, like, immediately fell in love with that. And um, in middle school, my friend, at the time, I was collecting a bunch of like those big, fat, like Shonen Jump uh, manga with like six or seven different stories in it. Hell yeah, yeah, I love those things. And um, one of my friends told me about YouTube, and I had no idea what it was. And he's like, "Yeah, you can watch every episode of Naruto subbed on there." And I was like, "What?" And I did that, and from there, I just started picking up more and more shows. And now I'm the big old weeb you see before you today.
0: Oh my gosh. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of the history that I've had with it too. But before I get into my side, uh, Deanna, what's your history with anime?
2: Mine is similar to Nusha's, um, except I started out with Sailor Moon. So uh, yes. I would watch on Um I think it was on but uh, I also watched Rurouni Kenshin. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, really good show. But not sure a five year old would is supposed to watch that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, probably. Not. Anyways.
2: yeah and um I grew up with a bunch of uncles who love um Dragon Ball Z too so yeah and then eventually in middle school started getting into Naruto and just like Nusha discovered YouTube and all those videos so yeah
0: awesome that's actually uh what I was saying is that so I'm a little bit older than either of you (laughs) by (laughs) a few years uh but Zach is 52 yes I'm grandpa actually I'm if, if I'm 30, but you know, in anime, I'm a decrepit old man that you know is, <laughs> has a bad hip. Uh, you wouldn't be
1: the main character of any show. Yeah,
0: pretty much. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like I'm like the, uh, the old wise man hiding in the woods at this point. Uh, but the thing is, is that my history of anime began a lot earlier uh because I had a brother who was super an anime as well. You know, he he was also into Sailor Moon. Uh, I think he actually named his son Darian, go figure, uh cuz he was so into it. But he had a bunch of VHS tapes of old shows. And so I got to see like Tenchi uh Project Aiko was another one of those uh Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. My earliest memories was like waking up on a Sunday morning coming down seeing Dragon Ball Z and uh Monkey Magic and you know Monster Rancher, all those old shows. And then, yeah, Adult Swim. Uh, like it was really good to be an anime fan in the um, early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s, because you were able to come home. Uh, like I would run home from elementary school, for example, with like and get a big bowl of popcorn and watch like Robotech and Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. Like those blocks we so damn good at the time. And yet Yu Yu Show, Ronin Warriors, that kind of stuff. It, it was such a great time to be a fan. Uh, and that, of course, cultivated the, the passion that uh, I share. And it sounds like you guys have as well, which is what brings us together to do this podcast of ours. And so uh, with that, now that you guys have gotten to know us a little bit better, we can continue by doing something first, which is recapping the season. So, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, some of the shows that we're going to talk about have not finished just yet. A little bit surprised about that. You guys like that transition, by the way? I don't know if you saw that. But it was, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's really <laughs> stupid. There's um, a PowerPoint. A burst, yeah. <laughs> Let me just uh, punch that up here. But, yeah, it's... Um, uh, it, some of the shows that we thought were going to be over are not over yet. Uh, <laughs> Megalobox. <laughs> but it's something that... Uh, <laughs> I guess the next episode is the final one, though, so I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's something that we wanted to kind of uh, focus on for this episode is that we're going to be recapping the season Uh, so far. uh, You know, Most of the shows are already over with or will be very soon. I'm sure we'll talk more about that next week for some of the shows that are just kind of wrapping up right now. We'll also move into what's going to be coming up next season because some of those new shows are going to be starting later this week. Uh, Some, like, in a day or two, in fact. Um, So we wanted to kind of jump on that. Uh, We'll also get into a big um, segment that we're going to be doing for a long time, Uh, a show that we've been wanting to watch for a long time. We're going to get into that. We'll also be talking about Anime Expo. Obviously, uh, we're just a little over a week until that actually begins, but we figured it'd be a good way to start the podcast by... uh, our actual like the podcast itself by talking about the um the show uh, the the panels that we want to go to and so figured that would be a good way to kick things off but first before we get into that let's look at the shows that we've been watching this season now i don't know if i wanted to really reveal these one by one or just go ahead and just you know put them all up there but i'm going to go ahead and just show everybody this would have been fancy if i did this before but i'm just going to show everything at the right off the bat so we're going to just do this I'm gonna show everybody the shows that you're watching to kind of put things in perspective <laughs> about the number of shows that Deanne has been watching. Oh my compared goodness! Compared <laughs> to us, uh, you've got about twice as many shows as we do. Um, I'm basic, damn. You'll find out later, though, that that's not that's it's become a little more balanced uh, because we wanted to you know have more stuff to talk about going forward. So uh, yeah. We'll start with. Uh, I think we might hold off a little bit on Deanna just for a second here, <laughs> uh, since we started with Nusha last time. Let's, let's start with again. Let's talk all three of us. To, I don't know if we want to start with a showstopper though. Um, let's yeah, do it, right. though. Let's start
1: with Megalobox. Uh, uh Holy crap, Nusha! This show. God, I love this show so much. Everything from like the the way it's stylized to the music to the character designs—like everything is specifically curated to give off like a certain feel and it does a really good job of giving off that feel and i feel like if i had to fault it on one thing the only thing i possibly could if i had to like grasp at straws here was maybe just like the format of the fights themselves hmm. uh i kind of feel like most of them just kind of boiled down to joe getting the the shit knocked out of him until he hits a counter at the very end and then everyone blows up but like a lot of shows uh like megalobox i feel like most of what you're supposed to be paying attention to is what's happening between the fights cuz that's when these characters really develop and become their own especially yeah. like characters like coach nambu
0: it's kind of funny you mentioned that that about the you know that he's struggling the whole fight that's like that's Hajime noepo pretty much for a lot of different fights yeah. that he's in
1: i love hajime Noipo, so <laughs> this was a natural transition to me
0: of course, yeah. I'm totally with that right there with you is that the soundtrack is insane. Like the most recent episode, episode 12 that they just showed, that last song that plays was so great. And the lyrics was so on point that I really enjoyed it. Oh, the it. rap? Yes, the rap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when Saito is not the one rapping, you know, sometimes you gotta adjust for that. But it was uh, <laughs> a great show. I mean, Deanna, what were your thoughts on, on the season? Obviously, you had to play a little bit of catch-up, but you waited till basically when the stuff is getting uh, at its peak.
2: Yeah, in my case, uh, I probably watched six episodes in until um, I decided to just hold off on it, to binge it. And when I did, it was just, it was amazing. It was like the music, the animation. Um, I also felt like there was a good balance between the action and drama, Um, getting to know the characters, but also watching the really cool boxing matches. But yeah. Did you guys think the... The action and drama, the, they were balanced, or like the pacing.
0: I would say it's definitely at another level than the shows that I'm used to. It there's a lot more. It's a lot more realistic, or at least it's more like down earth than a lot of those types of shows tend to be. Because for some reason, I don't know with like no Ibo, it seems like there's some supernatural stuff going on sometimes with the way they act. <laughs> uh, even if a lot of it can be boiled down to, you know, you were talking before about how the, there was like that one box that everyone thought had like really long reach but it turns out he just loosened uh the bandages around his gloves so that it looked like it was happening that way so uh that's i mean that and this show feels way more uh you know here and now which i appreciated um and something that is very plausible uh the idea though that there would be like this huge sporting event like boxing that would become mainstream and everyone would be super obsessed over it i'm not totally sold on that uh, just because um you know, unless it was like killing games, it's I, I don't know if if that would happen just because boxing, as far as a sport now, isn't so popular. But you know, this is obviously a different world, so they clearly enjoyed their uh, arena events. I do appreciate the fact that it's kind of like the Roman Coliseum style to it, where everyone has to like everyone gathers around talking about everything. Like they're getting a gearless Joe tattoos and everything because they're super into his uh, his style, and then they all kind of gather together in this giant arena to watch a fight. Uh, that's that. that's kind of exciting in its own
1: yeah I totally agree uh, I'm absolutely in love with like every interaction that guy has with Yuri I don't know yes. about you guys I love that yeah. rivalry between them every scene where they're just kind of like staring each other down from the boxing ring like gives me chills and I love it and like this whole like talk about like what it means to be like the genuine article the real deal and then uh, are we okay with spoiling stuff like I don't know we...
0: Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, that's okay. I would say okay, cause okay. Th- that's that's where we recap on the season, so it's important for us to talk about that. So just kind of heads up for people ahead that we are going to talk about spoilers here.
1: Yeah. Okay. So when Joe dies, no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I didn't even see that. When uh, when Yuri like decides to remove his uh, his gear to fight Joe, like I immediately fell in love with that character even more because like his whole journey was to realize like what it means to be like a genuine boxer like a real deal like joe and then for him to finally like drop that gear that has been like his selling point up until this episode like i'm really excited to see how that last fight carries out i don't know about you guys
0: i mean i would say that it definitely added dimension to his character because up to that point he was very one-dimensional he's kind of cardboard almost in a way he wasn't emotional uh but he, oh, yeah. it's mostly because it's it looked like that he didn't really have a reason to live uh that you know the way he wanted to it was more about trying to help his owner in a sense mm-hmm. uh trying to help her um you know get that contract that she really wanted but now that he has uh Joe to fight you know he's feeling these emotions and showing them a lot more than he used to especially mm-hmm. uh clearly from like he's really happy uh, with where he's at and it's clear that no matter what you know she has to say about this uh, if He's going to be doing what he wants to do.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: Is that what you kind of yeah. got, Deanna? Uh,
2: yeah. I don't. I don't know if you could characterize him as the antagonist of the yeah. show.
0: No. I wouldn't. But, yeah. I wouldn't think so either. It's he's definitely got. Uh, he he's he's it's almost like he's not really like empathizing with Joe. It's just more that you know he's he's in it just as much as he is you know he's in it for the fight and and it's exciting to see like the growth of his character done so in such a a great way you know and he's i don't think there's really and like other than that that mafia boss guy uh the yakuza guy Mm -hmm. there's no real evil people but even the yakuza guy was more like you know all right i can see that you're really passionate about joe and so i'm gonna let you go (laughs) it was this really bizarre like uh (laughs) turn that i wasn't expecting because of of what happened that's 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 the kind of the the big pull away from that but aside from Meglobox new show you also watched i think we all did as well
1: animatory oh yeah um this was kind of surprising to me because i'm usually not a big uh comedy anime fan um, <sighs> <What>?
0: come on <laughs> yeah one of the I best shows. <laughs> of me.
1: but uh Deanna actually showed me like a single clip from the show and it was the my smartphone guy yes oh, yeah <laughs> Yes. immediately immediately i like. Put oh, it oh that the the like, like, was the first episode like the first two minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was the first two minutes and i was immediately hooked and like what really sold me on this show as i continued to watch it was that there was like there was continuity to it like a lot of the times uh comedy shows and i think this what's this is what takes me away from them is that they they kind of reset after each episode, you know, like very Tom and Jerry we where like they go through all this stuff, but then, you know, that next week they're just going to be Tom and Jerry again, same old Tom and Jerry. But like with Hina Matsuri, like every character undergo undergoes growth and then they become a different character and they can explore different ways of being funny. Like uh, Anzu, which everyone I can, I think can agree is the best girl of the season. Yes, uh, <laughs> absolutely. She- she starts off as like this bratty, annoying kid, and then that's funny in its own way, but then she becomes homeless and learns the value of money and starts empathizing with people, and then it opens up new ways of her for her to be funny, like with her at the uh, racetrack with Sabu. So I don't know if you guys caught that or appreciated that kind of continuity. And as someone who hasn't seen a lot of comedy anime, is that rare for comedy anime you guys notice?
2: Well, as someone who watches Gintama, which is probably known to be like a comedic anime um there are a lot of tender moments uh which i think that's why i I enjoyed hinamatsuri so much because it reminded me of gintama but it's just you know it's hilarious but then it kind of brings you back to this reality where like oh these character relationships they're so wholesome and um you can probably relate to them in some way or another Mm -hmm. so that's what i really loved about this show
0: yeah, and I think we all agreed that Anzu took this 180 turn that we all completely fell in love with her because she was the character that uh, you thought that was going to be more of a pain uh, than Hina was. But then, you know, she becomes this really adorable, uh, endearing person because she learns the value of money, uh, as Nusha mentioned. And so uh, even the most re- uh, one of the more recent episodes where she's talking about, you know, uh Hita, uh takes her out to uh Nito takes her out to uh, a bunch of different places and then gets like jealous of the fact that she's so much more well behaved than uh, pretty, pretty much anybody <laughs> in his life um, that he has to put up with and she just talks about things like you know like I don't want to do anything unless you want to do it as well we, we both should be having fun and I was like oh my god <laughs> I think this... everyone empathizes
1: with Nita they're like who cares about Hino right now
0: I know right yeah. it's,
1: it was uh, insane
0: uh, I have not seen the most recent episode uh, the one where they get trapped in the mountains but I'm excited to see that one because uh, I actually kind of it was like right before this podcast is like i better watch megalobox before i do anything because i don't want to you know uh talk about something that's going to get spoiled but hittematsuri yeah definitely one of the one of the better shows part of like one of the best ones for this season uh, in my opinion
1: i would say so yeah definitely Absolutely.
0: Um, so I think I'm, I want to hold off on My Hero Academia until last, just because it's something that we all watched and we all have a lot to talk about, I feel. So let's instead mention something that you, both you and Deanna, Nusha, uh, you and Deanna have both seen. It's Tokyo Ghoul Re. Uh, <laughs> Re. So I stopped watching Tokyo Ghoul about a couple a few episodes into uh, uh, Root, which is the second season. So no is that? Huh? <laughs> no one blames you. No one blames you. No one blames me? Yeah, I heard it wasn't so so great. But um, what was your opinion about about that show then? About Route A? Yeah.
1: I I dropped it after an episode, I'll be honest. Oh, no, not Uh, Route A. I'm
0: sorry. Talk about Tokyo Ghoul Re. I know that you dropped uh... it. (laughs) I know you dropped that. You told me that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Re, I don't know. It threw me for a loop. Like, I wasn't expecting much, to be honest. Um, Especially after, like, the lackluster showing of Route A, I was kind of expecting to drop the show or just kind of watch it kind of like half interested but uh i really liked the cast i really liked um sasaki like i liked his whole fear of regaining his memories and then like wondering what happens to him uh i feel like something the show kind of suffers from is or ghoul in general kind of suffers from is there's so many characters sometimes and i feel like just like whiplash like every character comes across the screen and we're supposed to remember who they are and what their backstory is and that's kind of one of the show's strengths but also its weaknesses i don't know deanna do you feel the same way like
2: well part of the reason for that is because the pacing is so quick like they're covering so many chapters in one episode so you don't have enough time to get to know these characters Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just i with re um I don't know how how you want to pronounce it, but um, (laughs) they. What was I gonna say? (laughs) Oh yeah they they are they are staying um, pretty much in canon with the manga um, compared to route A, Mm -hmm. Um, but still the pacing is pretty quick and it's alarming sometimes because it's like wait who is that person?
1: Yeah, Um, Zach again. Are you going to watch this show? Like, do you care if I spoil something at the very Uh, end? Uh,
0: Probably not, honestly. It's too far ahead. It's it's like that thing where, like, uh, I really get into a show, but then when there's new seasons of them being added on before I caught up even in the first season, I kind of give up. My Hero Academia is the exception, of course. But uh, go (laughs) ahead. I mean, honestly, unless it's uh, something too drastic, then you go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. Okay. Um,
1: Shirazu's death, like, Oh, yeah, floored me. Like, I was distraught. Uh, that was, like, the character that, I don't know, I think everyone was supposed to, like, fall in love with. And he was in the middle of so many, like, arcs of his. Like, he was uh, developing relationships with, like, his teammates, especially um, Uh He was learning how to become, like, a better leader. He was uh, dealing with, like, the PTSD of killing a ghoul, and, like, he was beginning to empathize with them, which is really rare for characters in this series. And then all of that just gets, like, cut off in the middle in the blink of an eye, and it, like... He didn't even get, like, last words. He, like, lost his vision, his hearing, and it was just this, like, this traumatizing death. And I, like, it. it's cool because I know that means Urie is going to have, like, a crazy amount of development later seeing this happen to his friend and seeing how, like, the CCG dealt with it but like i don't know i feel robbed of a great character and i guess that's the point that's like what a good death does i guess
2: yeah it for me it definitely felt more emotional when i read it in the manga mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's it's really <laughs> that scene still when it was animated
0: <laughs> i think that's what kind of drew me to tokyo Go in the first place was because of how crazy the first season was because you know like when he's being tortured like that stuff was crazy to look at and you don't really see it too often where it's like someone's going through that much pain and that much uh torture i guess uh that it starts to really affect their psyche to a very deep psychological level i think that's why second the second season uh rude a was kind of difficult to watch because then he's just like a cold-hearted guy and i'm like oh, okay there's too many yeah. of those in anime <laughs> i don't need another one of those <laughs> i need something that's a little more you know captivated than that but um it sounds like i should probably get to get around to watching that or reading the manga i guess in diana's case if it's more effective oh, yeah? than uh yeah. than the anime was but you know uh that's that's something that uh i should probably get to when i come to it so now that we've done with new shows lined up you only had four shows <laughs> But, like I said, it's going to change a little bit here. Um, (laughs) Let's talk, you and Deanna, you and me, uh, let's talk about Cardcaptor. Uh, So, yeah. Um,
2: Yes. This show gave me so many cavities from all the sweet moments.
0: (laughs) So, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's actually kind of the feeling I had because uh, you and me both, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is that you also grew up watching Cardcaptor, right? Yes. Yep. So t- tell me a little bit about like your history with Cardcaptor and your feelings going into this show and your your overall reaction to it.
2: Well, with Card Captor Sakura, um, I watched it in middle school, I think, on YouTube. So I w- I don't remember if I watched like the episodes in order because uh, <laughs> it just was like scattered all yeah. throughout YouTube. But um, I just remember listening to the opening the catch catch me catch you song Oh
0: that's very yeah and that's one of the best songs Yeah it was like, and, like iconic
2: Yes Yeah and just seeing um, Sakura becoming this heroine who just does everything on her own without really like depending on a guy to, to save her in the same fashion as Sailor Moon um, it's it's inspired me in a lot of ways
0: Totally and that's it's crazy to think about like in this one where They're just talking about how she has she has become such a powerful person, uh, and yeah, she's got a good degree of independence that is kind of nice, you know, and the fact that yes, she can pretty much handle everything on her own with her cards, um, and that's uh, the cards of her own making, and so it's her own magic. It's something that she created using her own hidden powers, and it's been kind of thrilling uh, to see that because for me, it was that I grew up watching, you know, the um card captors the four kids version or whatever uh on tv uh with the crazy theme song where they basically cut a lot of content uh especially like the romances between the characters that was completely cut off in the american version because you know it's just like sailor moon they don't want people to know that they have anything other than uh you know traditional relationships going on in this in the show which is kind of silly in the in, in the grand scheme uh, but then, yes. Uh, after doing that, I actually went back a couple years ago, and I had um, actually it's been like a few years now. I watched all seventy plus episodes of the original Card Captor, and then so going into this, you also got to see the premiere of Clear Card uh, Last the Episode. The prologue, right? Yes. Yes. What was your reaction when you saw that?
2: It was. It was definitely really cute. Um, Just being a part of the audience where everyone was going like, "aw," and all that stuff. It was just great that you could share that moment with everyone. Um, It was kind of hard to see the subtitles because I was sitting towards the back, but even without like reading it, I could just uh, get into the mood and seeing Sakura and Shaoran reuniting and just being Freaking cute together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was like, yeah, when Sharon shows up, you're like, oh, and then he said it. It's like it's it's that type of thing, you know? They've got like this very adorable teenager, not even teenager, like the middle, like, sc- like just entering yeah, middle school, preteen. pre-teen like <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be shocking if this lasts forever, but it looks like it will because they've got this very strong connection with each other in many ways. Um, definitely, yeah, I definitely felt the mood in that in that auditorium when people were just saying just seeing what was going on on screen and just seeing the return of those characters. A lot of them like voiced by the same people that were original, the original voices uh, still sounding exactly the same, which is kind of crazy when that show came out like 20 years ago. Um, right. But it's, it was great. They did, they did a really good service to that, to that series because uh, it had a new director and everything yet. He was still able to, you know, capture a lot of the same feelings that people had watching the original. And, you know, it's crazy to think that that still holds up pretty well. Um, And what was your overall feelings with how they handled Clear Card then?
2: Clear Card, I feel like, I mean, I enjoyed most of the episodes, although some of them definitely felt like filler episodes. Yeah. Um, we were, like, when we were talking with, like, uh, each episode every week, we kind of felt like the questions that we had weren't answered. Um, it just kind of, like, who's under that hood and all that stuff.
0: They really then, dragged that stuff out, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then the ending, of course, like, oh, so it was Akiho. But then it still felt underwhelming, like there's still a lot more that needs to be resolved.
0: Exactly. I mean, we all kind of guessed it several episodes ago, uh, like almost immediately. It's like, I know who that person is. Y- yeah, uh, we know. And so like the fact that they're trying to still kind of play it as a mystery, even if yeah. it may have been like intentionally, like they know the audience knows, but still, let's just play it up a little bit was kind of a little much and then there were definitely episodes that felt really rushed like they're like oh all of a sudden there's a card oh there's another one and there's another one it's it was weird and they the weird way that they try to justify it uh because of course she can create this magic and so whenever she needs it she kind of creates it out of nothing it's like but what's the logic like what led her to create this magic like the scenarios where suddenly something happens outside like oh i it i got a new card it's like it i don't know it, it's if it was meant to be used as sort of a um a plot device, it wasn't used particularly well, I don't think. But overall, uh I'm, I, I yeah, it's, I got, I got di- diabetes from the show because it was so sweet. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be a bummer because it sounds like they'll bring it back, but as you said before, they're not, they have to catch up to the manga. Yeah. So it's going to be quite a while before that happens. But for the mean, for the most part, you know, and it also weird 22 episodes kind of an odd number to have but you know i guess because they just had premiered the manga earlier that year last year and then all of a sudden have the show it was kind of a, a weird situation anyway like that's a lot of work to do on something they have so little material with but i guess we'll uh see what they can do with that uh now you've been watching this sh- i'm surprised you're still watching this show because i thought that everyone had dropped it uh golden kamui 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 oh,
2: how do you pronounce it kamui okay Yeah, so, yeah, the first few episodes, um, animation and the CGI bears, like, kind of threw everyone for a loop, but it definitely got better, especially the facial expressions. Like, Nusha, I know you were kind of upset that the the facial expressions weren't as accurate as the the manga.
1: Yeah, like, I, I haven't read the manga, but I know that was, like, one of its main selling points was, like, these crazy reaction shots, and then those kind of not being present for the first episode coupled coupled with like the the father, the son and the holy spirit, the fire, the bear and the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <So> like, <laughs> I was like, uh ah, maybe I'll just pick up the manga at a later date. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So does it get better? You think it, it gets better?
2: It gets better. Uh I don't know if you like see some posts on Twitter, but a lot of people use it as like memes <laughs> um it, but yeah it's it's better the it's pretty violent the show um and i mean despite that like there are still some very comedic moments that are kind of like oh oh this is so nice to like just you know take away mm-hmm. from the, the violence but yeah,
1: the toning is like really weird for me. Like it's really <laughs> funny, but then it's about them like finding these criminals and skinning them alive, and I'm like, oh,
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was the context. Okay,
1: yeah, Did you not watch it.
0: Me, no, I didn't watch a single episode. I have no oh, history yeah. with it.
1: There's like a treasure or something. Deanna can probably explain this better than I can. But there's like a treasure, and like a bunch of criminals have like a map tattooed on them, and they have to like find them and then like skin these guys for the pieces of the map. It's like Prison Break, but way better. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's crazy.
2: So yeah, it's like moments like those where someone's getting like stabbed to death or something, but then the next moment you have like two grown men admiring a flower that's growing in the snow. <laughs> so yeah.
0: So you know, it's it's all about artistic senses. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, oh my gosh.
2: Well, so yeah, what what I really appreciate about this show too is that it. Um, focuses on the Ainu tribe which um, you know it's it's a it's a real a real group that um, has been what is it like a minority of Japanese people Um, so yeah I think the historical context is really great to learn about too
0: yeah, it I mean I like the style like you said I've have definitely seen the the memes uh especially the faces <laughs> as you said yeah. uh that mm-hmm. really add to the experience but that's that's it's it is kind of a weird to have like this really like a just a juxtaposition ah, it's it's like this contrast <laughs> that's a better word to say than juxtaposition Yeah, <laughs> i can not say an it easier word. this contrast between like the the lighthearted moments but you kind of need that because if it's all the same thing over and over that's why like i can't get into some types of shows because it's like if it's always serious they take themselves way too seriously and then I stop caring about it because they are trying too hard. Uh, It sounds like at least in this case that even if the first few episodes may have not been, you know, on on note, which is a shame because that's, you know, the whole impression right there that people would have, um, at least it gets better. And that's good to hear.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the the last episode is going to be out tomorrow. So we'll see how it ends. Yes.
0: Same with Megalobox. We have to find out next week for that one. (laughs) Uh, And so also you've got Kakuriho, Bed and Breakfast for Spirits. What's that? I actually never heard of that at all.
2: So I guess you could categorize this as shoujo, but I believe it's based off of a light novel. Um, So basically there's a female protagonist who kind of gets spirited away to this other realm where there are Ayakashi or yokai. Uh, and basically, uh, her grandfather made a promise to the this ogre guy who owns an inn. I know this sounds kind of <laughs> like, what the heck. <laughs> but um, basically, her grandfather promised the ogre that she would marry him. But of course, she was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Um, I want to work off my grandfather's debt. So um, now she's just cooking food for that inn in that yokai realm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's just, it's like a mix of a cooking food genre kind of anime with some shoujo. I
0: actually <laughs> think I might've seen images from this. It was just, it's very food heavy. Is that, is that the type of thing?
2: Yeah. Although the animation quality isn't that great. Oh, so. Okay.
0: Maybe it's something else. Cause I remember people yeah. showing stuff that it was like a level of like food wars and stuff like that. So maybe not, <laughs> but
2: uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I still enjoy it. I'm a sucker for shoujo, but, you know, I kind of wish that the animation quality was better. Yeah. Like, it would, it would get better treatment.
0: I guess it's more like they may have blown their budget, maybe, early on. That's that's kind of the problem that with some of these shows that uh, I'll talk about in a little bit, but we'll find out. Um, so then you've also got... <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Wataku ni koi wa maz muskashi. What's uh, yes. a
2: Okay, so this one is um, probably one of my favorites of the season because it centers on adult otaku, which you kind of don't really get much these days because they all focus on high schoolers. But um, with Wotakoi, it's just you have these working adults who are secretly otaku. Well, actually, not secretly. They they're kind of pretty open about it. <laughs> <But> they'll, <laughs> they'll be playing like video games and manga and like kind of living up to these stereotypes, but in a comedic way. Um, and I was kind of surprised that they showed like them playing the Nintendo Switch because I'm like, oh, that only came out last year. So <laughs> when did this get into go into production?
0: That's pretty awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's really fun and especially like like weebs like us, we it's you get a lot of references and it's kind of like, oh, you know, even as adults we can still geek out, have fun.
0: That's exactly what I want from a show. I need to look this up. That sounds awesome. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> like was super interested at first, but like learning what it was about. I think I saw like a video a couple of days ago. It seemed actually like it had potential to be really kind of sweet and I kind of want to check that out now.
2: Mm-hmm. Very wholesome. Um some it's kind of uh, focused on romance too, but I mean, when you have otaku, it's and plus the title, like "Love is Hard" for an otaku. <laughs> um, of course, they're gonna yeah <laughs> make
0: fun of that. Yeah, that's it's it's a, it's an easy thing for people in Japan to make fun of. I think that's that's yeah. part, of, part of the reason yep. people can relate also as well. Uh, and so actually, uh, there's a there's another one here that I'm also gonna probably butcher. Rakuhodo Yatorii yori <laughs>
2: So I think that anime is the one that you probably saw screenshots of with the the really good quality food.
0: Oh yes, um, yes, you're right. Okay, yes, I know. So
2: I'm... basically there's four Ikimen or handsome guys <laughs> who run this uh tea shop and they basically just uh work with customers who have like kind of like a backstory and like and like they um they cook food and kind of weave, you know, that kind of episode format. There's a customer who comes in, there's a problem, and then they kind of cook food to make them remember, like, tender moments of the past oh, that they yes. forgot, you know? Yeah. So kind of like that. Um, but this show, I was kind of surprised that I enjoyed it a lot because um, there's a lot of comedy, too. And it's, you know, even though there's, like, four be shown in as the main cast, like I think anyone could en- can enjoy the show. Yeah, I think um, that especially for the food.
0: Exactly, like the animation quality and all, definitely the characters themselves and the facial expressions. I'm going through some images right now, and yeah, it's it's definitely a bishonen, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's got a good <laughs> quality to it for sure. From the the video that I'm watching right now, so I totally get what you're saying on that. Yeah. It also makes me super hungry because there's a lot of pictures of sushi, and I would could really kill for some sushi right now. So. <laughs> So we we got a few more, actually a couple more. I think thankfully, Uh, it's just a lot of shows. But you know, this is how we're going to get into this here. Um, Let's talk about Darling in the Franks. Now, this is something that uh, I am kind of ashamed that I didn't watch more of uh, because this is Studio Trigger, who I've got a lot of appreciation for. Probably one of my, if not my favorite studio. but I kinda of fell off and I know Newshaw you did too, you fell off the train with Dolly and the stuff. Mm-hmm. after so many episodes. I don't know if it's because the pacing was weird and that I just had kind of lost my motivation to really stick with it compared to the other shows that were just keeping all my attention. But Deanna, you stuck with it though.
2: Uh so <laughs> <laughs> I initially I I also dropped it, but then after, you know, hearing all the discussion um, surrounding it, I was kind of like, okay, let's give this another go. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm keeping up now, and I can definitely say that it gets more weirder. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: does, yeah. and apparently there's a big reveal, like a big a, a scene that happens um, that people have been waiting for like a dozen episodes for someone to say, like, it's this thing like, you know, we're sick and tired of your shit, okay? That's the kind of thing that it looked like happened. <laughs> Um, for the main protagonist who basically was very selfish in every decision that he made and everyone else was like, you know what, we're sick and tired of cleaning up your mess, you know, uh, we're just kind of hanging out here uh, and we have to kind of go along with the ride and we're sick and tired of it, and I think that that was important to be said, because that's kind of the feeling I got for a bit there, it's like, okay, now that he's in the right, it's, um, and you know he was treated differently than everybody else now that he can associate himself with everybody it's going to his head that's what it sounded like
2: yeah, like I'm pretty sure everyone's watching the show for zero two. <laughs> yes, but that's, um, that's kind of it, yeah, because Hero is your typical, like, bland, boring yeah. male character, kind of to like be honest. Name,
1: give it away.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just some episodes you can you can tell that trigger, um, did most of the direct direction. Um, but A1, I just, ugh,
0: that's right. A1 like... pictures helped <laughs> on this,
2: oh, yeah. That. So I don't know. I feel like if you guys are curious um, and plus just to see more trigger animation, then yeah, watch it. But it, the story definitely gets a bit convoluted.
0: That's, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing It was kind of difficult to follow. But Nusha, like you, you had fallen off on it as well. Is there a particular reason why you did that?
1: I, I fell off like, I don't know, episode 12 or 13. Yeah, and I tried to pick up a couple more episodes and it seemed like they just kept, adding more and more and more without really delving into what they had already set up and it just it just kind of reached like critical mass for me and was, at one point it was just like i don't know i'm not really caring too much about these characters anymore i i feel like i'll go back and finish it at one point but just i don't have that drive to watch it every week like i do the four shows that are like listed under my name you know so that's 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 the kind of feeling that i had it's
0: just that everything else had more dimension to it or at least went back and delved into the characters more in this case it was kind of tricky but the fact that it does get better does make me want to go back and watch it more so you know maybe if i have some time with all the different shows that i plan on watching this season on this upcoming season uh, i would love to uh, check that out and you know chat with you about that some more deanna when we get the chance yeah yeah so hopefully we'll find out uh, but now like I don't know what either of these shows are that you're gonna talk about, but what's to be heroin <laughs> heroine.
2: uh to be heroine is a spin off to to be hero and it's a Japanese Chinese production, so there's some um Japanese and Chinese dialogue mixed in, but basically um there's this heroine who um kind of creates this fantasy world where she is trying to deal with her real life problems um and in that fantasy world it's kind of like there are babies with like powers to control like clothes that turn into humans okay (laughs) yeah so um yeah the first few episodes like it was just kind of like what the hell is going on like you have these half-naked babies who are you know controlling clothes that turn into humans and They, like, fight each other to the death, and then they disappear, and then, yeah, but in recent episodes, there's been, like, five episodes so far, but um, they go back to uh, the real reality, and um, it's basically the female protagonist she's struggling with, um, you know, does she want to listen to what her parents say, or does she want to, like, follow her own, her heart, you know, (laughs) that kind of story. But I really like the animation, um, the color schemes. It's it's nice to see that you know China is kind of getting more um, what is it? exposure, I guess, to not exposure, but like working with anime that is being streamed to um, Western audiences.
0: Yeah, I, I know that. Oh, is it like they added into Crunchyroll not too long ago, like maybe in the like past month or two after it was not pretty much shown anywhere uh that was legally accessible and so uh now that it's on there it's definitely not easy to watch that but it looks it looks pretty neat i like i definitely like i know what you're talking about as far as the art style to it so Mm um i probably want to i probably will watch that actually it looks pretty good i like i like the look of it so okay
2: yeah for the international release um i heard that they cut down a lot of scenes so it kind of felt more rushed oh. um and that it doesn't um kind of it kind of cuts away from the the hard work that people put into those into those animation scenes so hopefully like we can you know get, have access to the full episodes where
0: the uncut the animation, version. Yeah better yeah, buy basically. the Blu-ray or something like that, I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh Yeah. If they start doing that to us where that we need to buy the Blu- the Blu-ray to get the better version of a show, like they do in Japan, it's going to it's going to bother me so much on that stuff because <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous. Um now we get to the last one that you've been watching, libra of Neil Edmer <laughs> uh, I know this is an ultimate uh because I've heard the name before. Ultimate of course is the Idea Factory Ultimate Otome brand that they've got their subsidiary uh, so I know it's that kind of show um but what's it what's it like what was it like I'm watching it <laughs> what was it like
2: well so a lot of anime that uh is based off of uh otome usually the female protagonist she's kind of kind of like a zombie doesn't really have a personality because essentially like it's supposed to um, relate to the player, so yes. that's why she doesn't really have a set personality. But for this show, it was really enjoyable. Um, Kuze, the protagonist, she has a lot of agency. Um, and it's not the show, it's not too focused on romance, which I can kind of appreciate because there's a real story going on with the, you know, them trying to capture criminals with these tomes that are cursed. So... Uh, animation quality was surprisingly really good, too. Um, and I just watched the last episode this morning, so, yeah, hopefully there's another se- uh, another season, but, because there was kind of, like, a tease at the end, but, yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: It's weird how big an audience the Old tell my Crowd is, yet there's not really a lot of shows that you can enjoy. You know, there was, like, Door Nine, Code Realize, and, like, all these other shows that came up before, but it's usually, like, you know, like maybe one or two a season uh, considering uh how popular that genre is I'm, I'm surprised about that but clearly if this one's good i do know what you're talking about though as far as the insert characters it goes the other way with the harems excuse me mm-hmm. uh from the games i played um it's um pretty bad in terms of how they represent the character themselves but it's nice to see at least someone give some personality to that which is important for an anime if anything come on Right. I don't know, like I don't know if the game is the same or if they just change the character to fit the show, but you know, that would be important, I guess. So for me, um, other than the ones we've talked about and the one we'll get to, uh, I saw Gigigi no Katara. Uh, people don't know. It's a long running series that's been around since the sixties in Japan um it's gone through i think like six or seven different seasons of shows uh a lot of movies ovas manga all kinds of stuff uh from a show that's that long running so this is like the first time i ever decided to get into it uh because it i like the style to it it kind of reminded me a little bit of like gundam build fighters uh with the character designs uh Lot of big heads, but very descriptive, <laughs> like, very detailed faces, and everything. It, it, look, it looked kind of neat, and so I just I decided to get into it. Um, and so far, it's been kind of fascinating because uh, it all revolves around this character named Kitaro, um, who is uh, a member of this uh tribe where he's like half yokai or half demon and half human. Um, and so it basically talks like every so often, he's like he's living off in this little like parallel dimension world in like a forest. And people can summon them if they get encounters with any yokai to have them come and you know protect them uh and to take care of whatever the problem is to to save the people um and it gets pretty crazy a lot of the time like there's definitely been, like you know there's Kappa demons for sure uh I forget what the name of the, it's like the raccoons uh I forget what the Japanese tanukis. huh tanukis. tanukis. Yes, uh, so there's, there's that, um, and the other characters that get involved uh, are pretty great, uh, which I guess they they call her Cat Chick, but uh, it's like a, a Neko, <laughs> uh, a Neko Asume. Uh, she is a great character that's uh, highly entertaining and also super adorable and also pretty great uh, in many respects. I, I think she's my, my favorite character. And there's also this human uh, girl named Mana, who is also a treat because, despite the fact that you know she uh, had this encounter with the yokai, and now is good friends with Kataro and everybody else. Um, you know she sometimes gets involved every so often. Like every time she's around, like those are some of the best episodes, uh, just because of how her involvement is kind of crucial to balancing everybody else out in terms of you know like how they react and how they uh, their emotions and everything. And then there's this rat character that is just terrible awful human being uh slash yokai that's yeah he's like, think of like a human with the face of a rat and the ears of a rat that's kind of what he is um but he's like in the past few episodes that i've watched and you know this seems like the type of show that's going to go on forever uh just because that's the type of show it is um he turned from being like this, like oh, why this wise guy? You know, he's just trying to get his own. You know, he's 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 kind of selfish, but he's all right. You know, he's he's kind of good natured in a sense. It's turned into a complete selfish asshole. <laughs> That's all I can really say. And it's it's kind of it's been kind of challenging to watch a little bit because you know it gets a little too serious. And like I was saying before, it's when it gets a little too serious, um, intentionally so, and really leans into it, uh, I stop getting really uh, invested in it because uh, it feels forced. And so I hope that you know they kind of reel it back a little bit for, but for a show like this, like I typically don't get into shows that can go on forever, like they last a long time. Uh, like I think that the early seasons of this this the show had like a hundred episodes per season. <laughs> so uh, I hope that I can really stick with it because um, now that you know we've got other shows to look forward to, I, I kind of still want to have at least that one show that I can kind of keep going back to to remember those those people. Uh, but the Show that I also want to talk about is Sword Out Online Alternative. <laughs> this show, oh boy. this show—I know, Deanna, you, you were watching some of it as well. You didn't put it up there, but you know, it's it's something that you fell off, and I don't blame you uh, because.
1: Oh no! Did it get bad?
0: It it goes places, man. It goes oh places. Man, I want to hear about this. So, um it all revolves around like I'm terrible with names so I'm not going to call the names of the characters but uh, uh, the main character girl is like Len Um that's her in-game character's name. So the thing is, is that she's got a bit of a complex because of her height. She's really tall. And so she felt like every time she was walking around that like, people like to point it out. And, you know, she got really embarrassed about it. And so um, her friend suggests that she gets into an online game, um, which is, you know, Sword Art Online, Gun Gale Online, which is the gun-based version uh, of that. That's like the more recent uh, Sword Art Online um, episodes have been all about, which is, you know, just like a big first-person shooter. So um, she gets into it uh, and her character turns out to be like this really tiny uh, car- a girl that, you know, she dresses her up in pink clothes and she gets like this P90 that she calls P-chan uh, and then she, you know, <laughs> she's got this weird ability where she can like run super fast and so that's kind of her thing that she can like take down pretty much everybody because she's so damn quick. Um, but what happens is that she gets in a, She encounters this other person, uh, Pito, uh, this girl, this woman, I should say, uh, that uh is got some problems with her. Uh, she's kind of crazy, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, Anusha, I don't know how far you've watched in that. In that, have you watched any of it actually?
1: No, I haven't. I just I know about it, and I know people were kind of excited to see like a Sword Art that was good without Kirito. Yeah, exactly.
0: I will say it's still good. It's still better than Sword Art Online has ever been. Uh, and this is someone who still has some appreciation for that series. Like Sword Online 2, I watched maybe like halfway through the season and I just dropped it. Not for any particular reason, just because I kind of forgot to keep up with it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, this is a lot better just because, yes, it's all original characters. Nobody from the past series ever makes an appearance, at least so far. But the problem is that at some point, uh, one of the characters that she joins a tournament with M, who's like this big hulking guy that has like, this gigantic shield that he can drop uh, in front of him to protect himself from any oncoming fire. Um, he's got a relationship with Pito, the the crazy woman, uh, and it turns out that she's uh she was jealous of the people who in the first Soda Online got trapped inside the game. And she got jealous of the fact that they were able to kind of fight to the death as, like, player killers. And so she was like, I really wanted to be part of that. And she was bummed out because she basically, like, left the game before the lockdown began in the original series. And so uh, she she got so upset about that that, you know, she basically threatened that, you know, I'm going to go really crazy and if I don't... What was it? I'm trying to remember because the logic was so convoluted. I'm, I'm trying to remember... Um, the path that went, it was like, I think that she said something like, you know, uh, if I'm going to join this tournament that, you know, everybody else is involved in. If, if I get killed in this game and I don't win, I'm going to kill myself in real life, and that's it. Got so damn it, like it turned it like the, It really ratcheted up to like an extreme level that I was like, "Uh huh, what?" Because um, it came out of nowhere. It's like this really extreme character personality that was just it. it kind of felt a little bit like early on her character was kind of like you know like she like she loves this game. She plays a ton of it, but you know she's also kind of like a, a a senpai to Lynn's character. You know, teaching her all these different things uh, about how the game works, um, but. You know when uh, when it came to this point, uh, so M, who's like this other guy that uh, is close to uh, Pito uh, in, in real life, he comes and visits Len's character in real life and tells her that, "Hey, this is what's going on." She says she's going to kill herself. I care a lot about her. If she kills herself, I'm going to kill myself. And so what we need to do is, I need you, Len, to kill Pito in the upcoming tournament because she promised if uh, if Lynn killed Pito that they would meet with each other in real life so this will basically stop this from ever happening right then and there I would have said hell no I'm pulling out I am not getting involved in any of your crazy shenanigans this has got nothing to do with me I should call the cops <laughs> that's the yeah that was the that was the reaction I had but no she's like you know what no I can't go to the cops gonna help her I'm just
1: like, oh. it sounds like a really forced way to add stakes i don't know
0: i it, it is you know and obviously you know people go through these these types of mental traumas but you know this is like we're talking about like this this is t- to a cartoonish degree of you know like mm-hmm. the way a character would normally act it's like clearly this person's d- disturbed um uh, uh, has some mental health issues. We should really get her the help that she needs to, you know, work through these problems. Um, but in this case, it was more like, no, we can do it ourselves. And it, just, it, 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 it kind of threw everything through a loop. From that from that point on, I stopped caring so much about the story and the characters. It was a bit of a shame because the real life personalities are kind of fascinating with the way that they act. Like, there's like so she's got the main character who's got like a, a hype uh, complex, but then you've got like this other group of girls that are part of this uh, gymnastics group. That are are very short, and they're you know have complexes about that as well. So they made characters that are super tall and big and burly to kind of counteract that. So it's it's like th- there's really interesting contrast. Once again, mm-hmm. using that word contrast that I, I, I kind of enjoyed that you don't get that from like, uh, you know, the original Sword on a line where it's like, Kirito is like, I was too good looking. I could not bear being so good looking that I was like, I got to change my character for like half an episode. And That's then so really all double. of a sudden, you know, he's got all the girls on him. It's like, was it really such a bad thing for you? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, super jock. I'm a jock. Good
1: gamer and I'm socially awkward, but every girl wants me. And it's yeah. like, ah, okay. it's,
0: I, I feel for you.
1: Maybe I don't know. All <laughs> wow, these girls are I with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna to try to find
0: my connection with this person. Uh, it's it, it, it's not so great uh, in that regard. There's some definitely some really good characters in the original Sword Online that I liked, but that that part of it was always like you know, roll your eyes, whatever. Kirito, I think is probably one of the weakest characters in anime, so I just I didn't really care so much just because he's so overpowered that it's ridiculous. So it didn't matter to me. Which is funny because this fall. A new sort on online series premieres. And so it's going to be kind of a uh a bit of a whiplash going from this to that um but we'll see what what happens I guess. So uh that's that's kind of been my experience with that. So we've talked about all those shows. I I as you can see I've also watched Megalobox Card Captor uh Hene Matsuri, which loved. Uh let's talk about Mahiro Academia. I want
2: Bless Ultra. Yes.
0: <laughs> United States of Smash. Uh it's so <laughs> Freaking so insane! Uh, I've not watched the most <laughs> recent episode, uh, so let's let's maybe not talk about that particular episode. Oh, dude. Because...
1: Everyone's dead.
0: Oh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> what have I missed? You want to talk I, about pacing? I didn't know anyone was dead. <laughs> all right, uh, Nusha, tell me about your feelings of
1: Mahir Academia. Uh, all good. I love this show. I love this <laughs> manga. I love everything about this series. Um, I I think. I I think when you were talking about season three, Zach, you were like, Oh, I kinda wanna get into it. I was like, season two has the two best arcs the entire, you know, series has to offer. Yes. And season three, seeing it like animated and with the amazing music and voice acting and everything completely convinced me that I was wrong on that front. Um and I feel like the show, the anime does what a good adaptation's supposed to do, and it it takes the source material. And just adds so much to it. And these past like couple of episodes are the, ex- the perfect example of that. Like you see, because of the great world building, you know that All Might's like this huge linchpin of this society. And now that he's kind of forced into retirement, it brings up all these questions like, what are the heroes going to do? What are the villains going to do? What's the number two hero going to do now that his main rival's gone? And it just opens the door for so much more and... I don't know. I'm excited for everything this series has to offer. I already know what happens because I read the manga, but I'm excited to see more and <laughs> more animated.
0: It's a Game of Thrones style. I already read the books. Actually, that doesn't, <laughs> that actually doesn't matter anymore, does it? Um, Diana, what are your feelings on this series so far?
2: It's a show that I look forward to every week, um, and with this season, I really, I really like that there are more villains, um, more like new characters that have been introduced. I think. I saw someone post that the All for One's intro, like mm-hmm. his, when he appears, um, people said that the anime did it a lot better than the manga, just because you can hear the music and see um, the characters' reactions to All for One. Mm-hmm. And that moment was just kind of like, whoa, like, this guy's no joke, yeah. you know? He's
1: so, yeah, obviously a creepy big, game. like, soundtrack playing as he appears, too. Mm-hmm. Really like sold it, really brought it home. You want to salute every time he's on screen, you know? Just like, <laughs> oh my god, he's here. <laughs>
0: that's I mean that's yeah. that's that's definitely been um the reaction I had. And yeah, like you said, that I had fallen off at about episode ten, and once again it's just because I got caught up with other things. I actually took like a big break from anime for quite a while um, cuz i had so much stuff to do for the site and other stuff that you know i just could motivate myself which is a big bummer uh but the good news is i came back right at the end of season 1 so i was already like full on this is full hype mode you know everything's really exciting because they're trying to wrap up the season um so it was it was already the fact that it was already super excited meant that i was already hooked uh, on what was going on with it, because I had already kind of remembered what happened, what came before. Uh, but this is when you know they put the budget into everything, so I was able to kind of enjoy it from there. And like you said, s- second season with the tournament and all—that was insanely hype. <laughs> it was insanely good, uh, and mm-hmm. all the in- amazing animation that they poured into that budget, and of course all the all the different character developments that are going on with here, uh, uh, like what they're going through, their family problems that, that they're dealing with at home, um, was powerful um it was done very well uh and particularly like i'm I'm sure like you said like they they treated the source material very well uh because you can kind of tell that even if it's an anime there's definitely that graphic novel style to it uh or you know manga style to to the way that the the designs are made that you can still kind of feel that that history and it's like any good comic book movie you know you still get that sense of this of what this is based on and i really appreciated it from that standpoint as well um like i said i haven't seen the most recent episode but boy the way it's going right now it's it's kind of nuts deku's such a good character that i'm, I'm just really he's happy
1: such a that. great character yes so you just you want to root for everything that boy does yes. that boy that boy that boy, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta root for that boy um the same with like joe from like
0: Box. you want to root for him every time that he ha- he's doing something so it's 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 the same like this season um in many respects, even if this is like a carryover from last year, like all these different shows have been insanely good to watch. And it's, it's uh, from everyone I know that has been talking about this, that have been, that been watching anime for years and years. Like we have, um, they're saying it's like one of the best that they've seen in a long time. And this is kind of like all these shows that, uh, you know, people who are watching this on the live stream can see, uh, of course, people listening also in the podcast can tell there's just so much good stuff to watch this season. So if you haven't seen any of these shows, um, we highly recommend checking this out um, for yourself, any of these shows for yourself. I would say, you know, I want to actually go around and say like what your top three were real quick. Uh, just a, a kind of name for me. It's definitely uh, Megalobox number one. Mahir Academia number two. I'm going to have to say, sorry, <laughs> like, no, know. Uh, Suri <laughs> number three. What about you, Deanna? <laughs> Try to narrow it down to three.
2: I know. <laughs> and um, i have the
1: exact opposite problem. <laughs> honestly, like, honestly,
2: yeah. it's the same as yours, Zach. But I would switch my hero with Megalo, so my hero would be one, Megalo two, and then Hinamatsuri three.
1: I completely agree. That's my listing too.
0: So it's Megalo Hinamatsuri, Matsuri, my hero academia.
1: Yep. Awesome.
0: That's uh, that's the kind of the feeling that I thought we all had was like these two shows. You know, if anything, these two shows you really need to see. And you know, as someone like me who doesn't really get into um, sports anime that much. Like I, what was it? I didn't really get into haiku. I didn't really get into what was that bicycle anime that that's got like a Yo billion TV pedal. Yeah, uh, I watched like the first maybe dozen episodes, and then as soon as they kept announcing new seasons, like this is just a show, Joe, isn't it? Just for anime. <laughs> uh, I got I got kind of tired of it. Um, so this is something that uh, you know with its great back and soundtrack that sound like Samurai Shampoo style to it. It's amazing, and I want to pick up the vinyl when it comes out. That soundtrack is gonna be out soon, and I really want to pick it up so we'll see it it's so good so let's move into the next section that we've got check out the sweet transition that was. i do it Whoosh. uh we're going to talk about the shows that are coming up next season now we're not going to spend too much time with this just because um you know uh there's a lot of shows that we're going to see and i'm going to do the same thing as before i'm just going to kind of highlight everything and we'll show it all on screen <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh it's a little offside,d I'll say, uh, just because I'm getting super back into anime, and so it's, it's important for me to kind of check all these shows out. But um, we've got a lot to look forward to. And so um, I actually did some writing up here, so I kind of wanted to... I'll go through my stuff real quick. And then uh, Deanna, of course, you can go up next, followed by Nusha, just like the order shows here. And so the first that we've got here is... Satoriku no Tenshi. So I've got this nice little image here for people to check out. So this is kind of funny. Um, So it's about that girl on the right. Uh, This might be fan art, by the way. I don't think it's official art. but So it's about a girl who kind of wakes up. She's like 13, I think. uh, She's trapped in a basement of an abandoned building. And then she meets this man who's covered in bandages, the guy on the left, and his name is Zach. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I I could associate. Yes, yes. Um, and so yeah, he's like carrying a large Scythe, and so they're working together to kind of uh, find a way out. So that's definitely one of the shows that I, I kind of caught my eye. It has a cool look to it. The character, both characters, look fascinating, especially Zach's character. Go figure. Uh, that I'm, I'm kind of interested to see like what where they'll take it. And then we've also got Grand Blue. Uh, so. Nushao said he isn't too into comedy anime. I am super into comedy anime as long as it's good enough. <laughs> um, and it's about that boy and the guy on the right. Uh, people can't see this, but he's got black hair. Uh, about a boy who's starting college near the ocean in Izu City, uh, and so he moves into his uncle's dive shop uh, that's called the Grand Blue. It looks silly, like a lot of the facial animations. Um, definitely is going to probably sell that show because it gets into the point where it's almost like JoJo style, <laughs> which I kind of appreciate. Um, and uh, I'm way over the top, like a lot of like cutting humor, and I'm I'm I kind of need that, especially in the summer. That's like the good stuff to have during the summer. is a good like summer uh, comedy anime. So definitely going to be checking that out as well. And then we've got Chio-chan no Sukaguro. That's going to be premiering at Anime Expo, by the way. Uh, it's kind of it's it's weird. Like it's described as an extreme going to school comedy uh, that follows a girl named Chio as she tries to get to school in a bunch of different ways. What I appreciate most about this, uh, the heroine is voiced by Naomi Ozora, who voiced Satania in Gabriel Dropout. And that's all I really need to know because I love that show and Satania is like the best character from that. So I uh, kind of caught my eye immediately. And I'm definitely going to be checking that out at Anime Expo and we'll go over that later. And it's also the same studio that did uh, Squid Girl in uh, Kente Collection. And so that should make it that it's got some good quality. It's got some weird references in there as well like in the trailer. There's like this PUBG style to it. I it's going to go places, and I can tell already. Uh, and I'm kind of just going through some of the shows that I don't think anybody else has. And so there's also Island, which is based on a visual novel by Frontwing, who did the uh, Grisaya series. I don't know if either of you are familiar with that visual novel series, but um, they are pretty popular, and they've got a really good art style to it. So it's about three families who live on an island, That's far away from uh, mainland Japan, and then what happens is that like after a series of uh, misfortunes that they go through, they're in trouble, Uh, and so these three girls are basically the the daughters of the families. But then suddenly a man uh, who's claiming he's from the future washes ashore and tries to save the island. So uh, that could also go places. And uh, you know if you check the trailer out, it's got a a cool look to it as well. Like I like the character designs from that, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well actually never got to see the Guzaya um, anime. Funny enough, that's the problem with playing a visual novel before, se- like, and not only going through one route before actually watching the anime because I did that with Guzaya and I got spoiled so hard in the first episode of that show that I was like, okay, I got to stop because I need to put another 40 hours into each and every single arc to- before I can figure out what's going on in this one episode. So uh, I think I'm just going to go into this uh, fresh uh, and enjoy it the way it were. Then I've also got uh, Happy Sugar Life, which is looking kind of disturbing. I don't know if either of you saw the, saw the, the PV for this, though, uh, but it looks pretty dark. Uh, everything starts off all kind of happy, in a sense. It's weird because I think it's about a girl that is considered easy in her school. Uh, so um, suddenly she meets like this kid uh, who she sort of obsesses over and tries to protect her to the point that she even commits violence against those who may try to hurt the child um but so it looks pretty dark it looks like there's going to be a lot more going on below there i'm usually not that much into horror anime uh, or that type of style like the higurashi or stuff like that but the, you know i'm gonna try this out it could be garbage and i might drop it but i'm kind of curious to see where this could go so that's another one of the shows that i've got on here and then i've also got hold on i need to find it <laughs> <laughs> i can kind of receive so yeah, it's about a group of girls uh, that are aiming for the junior tournament in beach volleyball. So uh, it's, it looks kind of neat. It has the same... Uh, the director is also the character designer for the Automaster series and the Lunar game series, which is weird that they're the same. The The person who made the character... The, did the character designs for Automaster also did all those Lunar games from like the PlayStation era. So um, that's going to be kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it could definitely be... like It's definitely looking to be like all about the fan service but i kind of like the character designs and and the style to it all and it looks like you know sometimes what may appear to be just be simple fan service turns into something a lot deeper than that and i'm kind of hoping that they'll take that kind of turn with it i don't know what the, uh, the i've never read the source material that this is based off of but um it's also the only anime you could probably say where every episode is a beach episode, <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> oh boy, my favorite, uh, aside from maybe like Squid Girl or something like that. That's 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 kind of that's kind of what I was uh, curious about. So uh, that's kind of like the a lot of the shows that I've been seeing. Uh, seeing obviously, we've got some other stuff that we're also going to be checking out. So, Deanna, why don't you go down uh, the stuff that you're going to be checking out?
2: Okay, so Attack on Titan, of course, season three. Um, I'm looking forward to this one because it's going to focus more on Levi, which um, I think people have complained, like the previous season, um, he was kind of absent, but that's because his arc wasn't, like it wasn't his turn yet. So yeah, just pretty self-explanatory. Gonna, everyone's going to be watching it, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've not seen season two yet, so uh, I need to catch up. It's weird because I reviewed both Attack on Titan games and I need to catch up on that show, so.
2: Oh, yes. So next one is Banana Fish um, which is based off of a manga from 1980s really? um oh, wow. and yeah so and you can kind of tell in the art style too yeah. there's yeah but um basically i think Ash the blonde character he is the leader of a of a gang like um and he works for this mafia boss as like a sex slave i guess Um, but yeah, but there's like, um, I think his older brother was in the Vietnam war a few years ago and he, he said the phrase banana fish. And I guess Ash is trying to figure out like what that means. Um, and like, and then the dark haired, the dark haired character, I don't know his name, but, um, he's like, I think he's a Japanese journalist who's trying to cover, um, the story about all this banana fish business. So <laughs> it's so interesting. So. Sorry, kept <laughs> yeah. on the bottom of this
1: banana fish. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of the banana fish.
2: So yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to.
0: And then also speaking of beach episodes,
2: free dive to the future.
0: <laughs> I gave you the best so, picture for this, by the way, too.
2: Kyoto Animation. They they haven't released like a a real PV. Like they showed like a 30 second one where it's just. Text and EDM music and stuff, <laughs> but I mean, you could probably tell what it's going to be about. Like, just more friendships, more swimming tournaments, more abs, the water animation, <laughs> <Yeah>. more abs, <laughs> that sweet water animation. But yeah, yep. <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's that's been so the i got to say about dive. Let's let's talk about this this uh, particular show because we're all going to be checking it out. Cells at work. Tell me, Deanna. Let's. (laughs) I did not write anything about cells at work, so you can do this. I just thought it looked awesome.
2: Well, I wasn't taught that my cells look like anime characters in biology. (laughs)
0: Yes, he's the white cell, apparently.
2: But it's yeah, this is this is interesting because you know, talking about cells in your body. It's like inside
0: the Disney movie. Yeah, it's it's it looks fascinating (laughs) because yeah, it's all about uh, you know there's. It's uh, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, it's like, it's just talking about what's going on inside your body, so there's all these different things happening, uh, all these conflicts that are going on, and then you've got, yes, this white cell character, this guy, who's protecting everybody from what's going on, so, it's funny, because, like, he's attacking blood cells, so that's why he's got like, a lot of blood on him, uh, but that's, like, an excuse to have a lot of violence, I guess, but <laughs> it's got a really cool style to it, I, I like how he just looks like someone from, straight from, like, a, a manga, like, it's like, Uh, take on me or something like that he's just putting him into the into the show and see what happens i'm i'm very this is probably going to be one of the big standouts from the season in my opinion
1: yeah i think a lot of people are excited for this one i already see a lot of people making the (laughs) osmosis jones the anime about this one um yeah i'm interested in it it doesn't seem like something i'd usually get into but the premise seems interesting enough and i'm interested to see just how literal they get with it like at the end of the pv you literally see the red blood cell delivering a package of oxygen (laughs) (laughs) so i'm curious to see how this how far this goes exactly but it looks well made the characters look uh interesting and yeah i'm excited to give that a shot
0: exactly that's that's i'm glad we're all watching there's a few shows that we're all going to see so we can all talk about it So continue on, uh, Diana. We've got Holmes at Kyoto. Uh,
2: So for that one, um, it's a mystery anime uh, just revolving around um, antiques. Uh, And I guess the cast, they just try to figure out the mysteries that are behind these antiques. (laughs) And that's it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's kind of Kyoto or something like that. That'd be interesting, like the mysteries behind things.
2: Uh, Oh, yeah. And Skumogami Kashimasu. Uh I guess similar to the previous anime where it's about objects, except these objects have spiritual like beings coming out from it or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Does look really cool.
2: Yeah, these siblings own that shop where those spirits like come from the objects. So yeah. That'll be interesting.
0: And then we've got the return of gintama talking about comedy anime
2: oh yes so <laughs> silver soul silver soul arc is supposed to be the last arc of gintama but the manga is still ongoing <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know if it's the mangaka's like way of kind of parodying um, like final arcs for shonen manga but it's just it keeps on going and you know for fans of gintama like that's that's a good sign but still it's it's enjoyable and it's um one of the more serious arcs like these past few arcs have been pretty serious and in getting into the main plot and more character driven stories but still there's some humor trickled in there and just what it makes gintama the comedic anime that it
0: is, <laughs> the best parody in anime, anime out there. So, like I said, yep. uh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> All those
2: references, oh, a lot of
0: references. Oh my gosh, I have to like read up guides about the references just because it's kind of hard to analyze what's actually going on here. So then we've also got this really cool looking show uh, that I can I can kind of step in here a little bit and talk about. So Tenro, Sirius the Jaeger, and so this is a, an action thriller. It's about a bunch of vampire hunters fighting over this holy ark called the Ark of Sirius. Um, it's got an interesting pedigree. Uh, it's got uh, it's from PA Works is the studio handling this, but it's also got director Masahiro Ando. Uh, people don't know he's worked on uh, shows like Full Metal Alchemist, Ghost in the Shell, Cowboy Bebop. He directed that sort of the Stranger movie that I showed you a bit ago, Diana. Uh, he is got a hell of a pedigree. A lot of it has to do with uh, Bones. Uh, the makers of Full Metal Alchemist, so he's, uh, uh, or at least the anime, anyway. Uh, and so, yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. What's your
1: opinion on it, new show? Uh, yeah, it looks really good. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> there's like a lot of really, really interesting looking action shots and choreography um it looked like there's a really diverse cast of characters too i'm interested to see how they get kind of fleshed out is this announced to be like only 12 episodes or i believe so okay so i don't know if we're gonna get a lot of that but uh a man can hope um the music from the trailer was actually what really caught my attention too it was like kind of jazzy and like i don't know it made me bop up and down in my chair so i'm gonna check that out (laughs) the plot isn't necessarily the most like inspired it's like you know we have to hunt these vampires and i think the main character had like his village wiped out and he's out for revenge but i can overlook a lot of that if the action continues to be as good as it looked in that trailer
0: agreed agreed that's that's going to be like a a big part of it it's like definitely one of those action shows like um what was it uh stray dogs was it gango stray dogs i forget i always i was uh, what Go Stray Dogs? Yeah Bungo Stray Dogs like, I really got into that show uh, a lot of it had yeah. to do with the characters themselves and Bones of course their animation always on point um, obviously this is PA works but they always turn in a pretty good uh, uh, pretty good results from the stuff that they work on so I'm excited for that as well and yes the, the character designs I think are going to hook me in for this that's kind of for the most part like the art aesthetics of shows it's what draws me into watching a lot of shows so I'm going to be curious to see how this turns out here and then moving on a little bit here, Nushan. Nushan? Nushan? <laughs> Nushan. Come on, Zach. Like I've known him like a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my brain's turning too much the longer we go. Let's talk about <laughs> Honeybado because this is pretty cool. I, 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 so uh, yeah. to, to give some, uh, a little bit of a setup, it's about a high school bad, badminton team Um that has the same composer to free. So you know that the music's going to be good. Uh, but I'm sure you were like me, that
1: when you saw the trailer, you were
0: like, this looks pretty intense for a badminton.
1: Yeah, like I I love, I think you were making uh, a crack at Hajime no Ipo for a second. Like, oh, it's like supernatural pretty much. <laughs> uh, I love sports anime that do that. Like the crazy, like wooshy wind effects and sound effects and like ridiculous, like superhuman feats like i'm a huge fan of that and then sports anime like this one it seems they tend to have this great message about like what it means to really chase after like a passion of years and like the trials and tribulations that come along with that and it looks like this series is going to have a lot of that and that coupled with like the amazing like super dynamic and kinetic like animation of them actually playing the game really hooked me on it like as soon as i saw the pb
0: Absolutely. And, and the characters look like pretty interesting as well. Like the character that we're looking at right now, uh, I forget her name. I don't know her name, but like, she's the short haired girl that they show at the beginning of the trailer. She'll probably be like the most interesting person among them all. You know, like she's obviously incredibly intense um, when playing this. But as you said, also the animation's very fluid, like the way mm-hmm. that they're trying to dart from side to side to obviously return, return the Batman. But I'm going to be curious to see how it goes. Obviously it's going to hinge a lot about the characters themselves, but already it's talking about, you know, like this person that is very shy and not sure about their own abilities that, you know, the, the the manager brings her on. Cause uh, you know, she's got this crazy physical ability that he wants to take. He wants to, you know, uh, utilize on his team and to try to take them to, you know, the tops, you know, take them to the tournament and win. Uh, so I'm, very interested to check this out. It looks also really good-looking. Yeah, I'm I'm excited yeah. about it. it. looks really so,
1: well-made. I'm excited. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so hopefully we get, get some more about that. I think that we've got only a couple more here that we can go over. So there's High Score Girl, which I'm going to find the picture that I put it here because it's... <laughs> ah, here we go. High Score Girl. So people who don't know about this, this is something that, you know, it's been... Pretty popular manga. Uh, It's about this unpopular boy who people are looking on the stream. It's the boy on the left, of course, Um, getting beat at video games by a very popular girl. Who's the girl on the right. And so uh, what leads from there is that there's a ton of references in the, in the game itself. As you can see, there's a lot of like, Capcom characters. And they show actual gameplay footage and everything. Um, and that's the same as in the manga. Like they were showing pictures of actual games in, in, the, in, the, in the book itself. Um, and what happens from there is that as he she basically destroys him in, in a fighting game, uh, she then proceeds to kind of stalk him from arcade to arcade, uh, being him in every video game that they try to compete at. And they start to develop this sort of bond um, from that experience that they have. And so that's kind of the big part of me is just the, a lot of it's a lot about the references, but also the characters themselves. Uh, but Nusha, you were also drawn to it.
1: Yeah, it looks uh, pretty interesting. I was definitely drawn to it for like the, the video game references. I'm a huge fighting game player myself. So. Yeah. Um, I kind of got drawn to it for the same reason I got drawn to, uh, what was it, Wotakoi? I think, Deanna, you were watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it kind of got the same message across to me, like these two nerdy, dweeby characters and <laughs> getting to see how their relationship forms and how they create this bond. I was interested. Uh, the CG looks kind of off, but. It
0: does, right? I, I, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that because I like the art, <laughs> but the CG part of it, I was like, oh, they're going that way. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's always a kind of. A bit of a disappointment to see when a an adaptation you're really looking forward <laughs> to results of that. I don't know what
0: you're talking about. Is it <laughs> a, <laughs> I have a certain to talk golden about talk about
1: Anime Expo? Oh yes. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks like it has a lot of promise, and I know Zach, you spoke highly of it, and so that kind of also turned me towards it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great book, and I'm excited to see up more about that. You know, kind of also reminds me of New Game, and I would love if they put a new season of New Game out. I don't know if either of you saw that show, but it's it's pretty great. Uh, it's all about game development. It's pretty awesome. And so I think that the last one we've got across the entire groups, I think that I've covered everything I wanted to, Diana. And then we've got you, of course, Amu, Yo, and Roji's Bureau of Supernatural Investigation.
1: <laughs> Am I the only one that's interested in this one? I've never heard of it before, honestly. I have never heard of it before, but I remember when I used to play uh, Jump Superstars, the... Muhio, the little kid with like the book, was a playable character, and I used to love him a lot um, so basically, it's supposed to be a story about these two characters that run wouldn't you believe it a supernatural investigation bureau <laughs> whoa and uh, yeah, whoa, and so uh I don't know, it seems kind of interesting uh I love the character designs, it looks to be really well made um it kind of gave me vibes of the show you were talking about earlier, zach uh Kitaro and um. Yes. Yeah, there was also a scene that it very briefly played where um it showed the two of them in their like bureau trying to convince this girl to go along with their service and it gave me huge uh mob psycho vibes, like Reagan and Mob. I know I'm pretty sure this came out well before uh mob psycho, but seeing that also drew me towards it. So I'm really interested to see where this where this show goes.
0: Absolutely, let me, let us know how it goes for sure. So yeah, that's definitely. it. We, yeah. So we've got a ton of different shows that we see. I've got like let me just count like three, six, nine. I got ten. Three, six, eight for Deanna. Three, six, seven for new show So new show is still the least amount. Uh, but I think <laughs> I I've kind of bounced things out. out a little bit here. <laughs> oh, I forgot this other image I had. It's of Sarah from uh Island. And I thought that she has some crazy hair that I kind of wanted to show. So that was like what I her hair. Yeah. Yes. All right, so let's kind of move into the next big feature that we've got. I did not do any research on this, so I'm going to look to you guys to help us figure this out. The list of shame. So what we're going to do here is that we are going to watch a show that we have never seen before. Uh, And what we're going to do is watch a few episodes every week. Uh, I think we agree, like, what, three episodes or two episodes? What do you guys think?
1: I
2: can do uh, like
0: two or three, yeah. Yeah, two or three. Two or three? With Two or three. What, what do you think would be best?
1: Let's do two.
0: Two. Yes, I think yeah. that might be better. Okay, so we'll do two episodes a week. We'll meet back together and talk about what we want to see. But let me just uh, set this up here. So we're going to go through some of the shows that we've never seen before that we kind of want to watch, but we'll be more motivated to do so if we have other people with us to kind of share in that. So what are some of the shows that you haven't seen that you'd like to... I'm going to start Trigun. <laughs> I have not seen Trigun before.
1: <laughs> I've actually never seen Trigun
2: either. Me neither. A oh,
0: well, we got, a, we got a first one here, so um, actually, I'm going to make that a little bit bigger for people to see. So Trigun. Keep naming shows that you haven't seen that um, you, you've been wanting to watch but haven't had the opportunity to.
1: Okay, uh, I've had I have a few like big weeb no-nos of shows that I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> one huge one is uh, Evangelion. That's Same. I oh my seen. god! Yeah. You guys have Same. not seen Evangelion, my favorite <laughs> anime. It yeah, makes me feel so good that you. Yeah. Haven't seen it oh my god! I
0: have That show is so damn good. <laughs> it's my favorite. Actually, I was I, I forgot I was going to actually go back and ask you guys what your favorite anime was, and Evangelion I think is my number one. <laughs> it's 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 always good to watch. Um. Actually, real quick, uh, while we're on the topic, then what's your what's your favorite anime, Nusha? <laughs> Going to put you That's on the spot. Really,
1: really tough one. I have a few, but um, Hajime no Ippo is a huge one. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it before. Just like the the crazy action, the the character development between matches. I feel like I talked about it before with Megalobox, where like the fights were kind of uh, like one note. I feel like Ippo fixes that because there's they're very there's long billion fights episodes which, yeah like a 1200 chapter manga can figure gag uh what's it called flesh out a fight but uh i don't know i feel like it fixes that problem by having ups and downs like the character's winning then he's losing because someone implements a strategy then he has to implement another one and the author's like understanding of how boxing actually works because i feel like i think he owned a gym at a time uh, really shines through and so for that and many other reasons i guess i would say that's my favorite
0: what about you deanna
2: my favorite anime yes gintama oh,
0: of course okay <laughs> that's what i figured you're gonna say so i'm, I'm glad you just kind of confirmed it for me um so neon genesis evangelion two out of three haven't seen it which would be so we fine. like i wouldn't mind an excuse to go back and watch that show again honestly because um that's something that I've been meaning to. Uh, so let's actually, yeah, let's just do, go like around the table and find out. Like, so Deanna, what's one show that you wish you saw that you haven't seen?
2: Uh, Samurai Shampoo. <laughs>
0: Same. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the soundtrack a ton, but I've not seen the show at all. That's...
1: Zach, you haven't seen Samurai Champloo?
0: Nope, I've not seen Zach. just like an episode, maybe or two from Late Night uh, Adult Swim, but that's it.
1: That's genuinely surprising to me. You yeah. always talk about the soundtrack, so I figured that's all
0: I listen to. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it's a bit of an odyssey thing. Um, let me think about. Uh, like I said, I didn't really write this down, so I'm just actually kind of coming up with some of the stuff. Uh, off the top of my head how about (laughs) to be honest (laughs) i haven't okay let me be honest (laughs) i have not seen it it's Haku show uh i have not seen it all the way through i've definitely seen episodes here and there but i've not sat down and watched all of it at once uh and this is one
1: of the very few shows i'd say watch dubbed. yeah that's
0: Course you got the voice of, of piccolo in there
1: um but mm-hmm. it's like it's
0: like one of those things where it's like, okay so just people know it's that we're creating this list but you know we're gonna go through a show but we might go back and watch some of this like we're gonna use this as sort of like a reference list for the future as well that we always want to see so i guess that also means don't go and watch it when we're not around so that's kind
1: of the thing uh so
0: this so for next new
1: show um, okay. Another one that a lot of people have seen and always give me shit for not watching, uh, Steinsgate.
2: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I've not seen Steinsgate because I wanted to play the game before then, but you know. Oh, I'm not alone. No.
2: Oh my god. You guys are going to go through like a crazy trip watching that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, that's uh, honestly like the, the stuff that I've heard about that. I've not been spoiled on it yet, thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one of those shows that, uh, I'm, I'm very curious about. So, what about you, Deanna? Uh,
2: uh, Puella Magi Madoka. What's that? The magical girl one that Madoka or oh Ma- Madoka.
0: Madoka? Oh my gosh, you haven't seen Madoka? That's <laughs> oh, so really crazy! Good. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> god! that show twist was so twisted in so many respects cuz you had so Uro good. Butcher uh handling the writing so it was always kind of fascinating to see where you where you went
1: uh new show have you seen it I have really good oh my like God. <laughs> version of the, the the genre threw me for a loop I remember like my friend he uh, he sat me and my friend down and he's like you guys have to check this out and we watched like the first episode and i was like what is this why are we watching this and then two more episodes go by and that I think, Zach, you know what scene I'm talking about. Happens. Oh uh, yeah, it doesn't take long, yeah. does it? <laughs> and and I finished the rest of that show the next day. It's
2: that really is,
0: big. yeah, it goes places. It really goes places. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, maybe eventually we'll have to get to watching that because you know, once I mean, I once again, I wouldn't mind going and seeing that stuff again. But that's kind of kind of the stuff I wanted. I wanted to kind of go over, you know, like the shows that we've always been wanting to uh, check out. Um, but never have the opportunity to. I'm trying to think about like a, another show that I have yet to see. I'm actually, I pulled up a list to help me out here. Um, I like how every single. Li- I'm looking on Google right now. It's like, what's like the anime you've never seen before? <laughs> just, like some of the oldest stuff, like, just, like heavy I'm metal and desert punk. I saw desert punk. That show was pretty good. Yeah. Well, oh, since Death I can, is there fun. anything else you guys can come up with as well?
1: Uh, yeah, you guys were telling me to watch Death Parade. I remember oh, that.
0: I have not seen Death.
1: Oh,
2: parade. Oh, I I was telling you to watch that. Yeah, yeah seen I remember.
0: It,
1: it, it. So.
2: It's. I think the studio is Bones, so animation quality is really good. Um, every episode is kind of like a different person, I guess, that they focus on. Because do you guys know what the synopsis of the anime is? It's is that? a
0: guy, like he's just like a bartender, right? That he basically uh, tries to solve the problems of the of the people that comes into his bar. Is that was that kind of like the big the gist of it?
2: Those people are dead. Yes,
0: that's right. Sorry, that's yes. that's also the big part. I should point out they're dead.
2: Yeah, so they basically play games to determine like who gets to go to heaven or who gets to be reincarnated and who goes to like oblivion, basically
0: that looks like that's that'll hit right the core yep. <laughs>
2: that's it <feels>. yeah. i <laughs> hear that's...
1: it's supposed to be like a, a real tearjerker
2: yep i cried <laughs>
0: <laughs> i heard a lot of people did uh so if you want an anime that's going to mess you up uh, i think that's going to be it oh another one that i always wanted to see that I haven't gotten around to it uh because i've only seen a few hey my half <laughs> that's oh, uh yeah, me too. that's that's kind of the the big... oh, you haven't seen it either what about you deanna
2: I, I grew up watching some of the episodes.
0: This could be potential right there for something that, like an old show that we've been wanting to show. There's a lot of episodes, of course, but you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the fun. Like, what if it's like we did like 500 episode show and then talk two episodes at <laughs> a time? It's like, Yo, if I'm you guys want to for... catch up on One Piece, like I Oh do. my god. No. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, put it on the list. I... Put it on the list. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> uh, I don't want to subject you guys. Full Model Panic is another show that I've been really wanting to watch that I haven't seen yet. Same. Same? What about you, Nusha? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that could also be really good. Actually, that might be really good because they put out a strategy RPG over in Japan uh, that is in English as well. So that might encourage you to spend money, (laughs) I (laughs) guess.
1: Oh boy, I don't do that enough.
0: I think that's... uh, Is there anything else you guys come up with? I think that might be a pretty good list right there.
1: Uh I have a few others but I could save it for like our next.
0: Well, well uh, give me I...
1: one like the be- the one that you'd be most inclined. Okay, this one is, it was a recent one but uh it's one I forgot to keep up on was Re:Zero. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. gosh. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's one show that
0: I I actually uh also I actually I don't think I've actually ever seen Re:Zero.
1: You
0: didn't watch it either? No, I did. I'm sorry. I, oh. I didn't. I didn't finish it. Is what I'm saying. I dropped off on it. I I got like maybe most of the way through it, and I never finished it. And I feel kind of ashamed about that. See, there's so mm-hmm. many. Speaking of review, uh, there's so many like that. I'm I blended that together with Re Life, which is totally different <laughs> than ReZero. Zero, so that makes <laughs> some sense. Um, yeah, I've not seen that at all. So that might be pretty good as well. So that's our. That's actually a good list here. At Ten shows. So. Why don't you guys tell me, what's the one show that you'd be most excited to see? Like, what, what do you want to start with?
1: I'd like to start one that we all haven't seen. Yes. I think that'd be interesting. Um, I know Trigun was one of them.
0: From Out of Panic was one of them, apparently.
2: And then Ranma, yeah. I believe. Ranma.
1: Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't mind starting with Trigun, to be honest.
0: Have you seen Trigun, Deanna? Nope. Okay, that's a good one then, because I've never seen it. I felt super ashamed that I've never seen it. So Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and start with Trigun. So yeah, like I said at the beginning, what we're going to do is that um, starting next week, uh, we're going to catch a couple episodes of Trigun, come back together and talk about it. So people who are listening to this podcast, who want to participate in that, uh, do the same. And that way we can all have a conversation about it. It'd be kind of exciting. So hope you guys enjoy this feature. Um, But we'll have this list, of course, uh, that we can return to. I'm sure there, there might be some shows that we aren't uh, thinking about right now that we might come back to, but you know, for now, um, we'll be talking about Trigun, so look out for that. We'll move into the last thing that we wanted to cover, and that's Anime Expo. And so let me just go ahead and uh, set this up here. I'm actually going to um, save that. I'm going to uh, pull up a browser that people can check out while we talk about it, because I know we've already got our list of the shows that we wanted to see, so let's not capture the cursor. Okay, so. Just going to quickly crop this little bit here. You guys don't need to see all of the extensions that I've got installed because holy crap, I've got a lot of extensions installed, so I'm ashamed yeah. about that. <laughs> okay. Think I've got it right here. Okay. It's fresh. All right. <laughs> it's still stupid. Okay, <laughs> so we've got the uh, we've got the schedule up right now. Uh, it'll take a second for, of course, the people on the stream. There we go. So yeah. Uh, now that we can go through this, obviously there's going to be a little bit of a delay. For uh, So you've got, I mean, obviously those, um, Nusha and Deanna, you already got your shows that you want to pick out here. So I know Nusha, you're going to actually be showing up on Wednesday for Anime Expo, right?
1: Uh, What's Thursday. It?
0: Thursday, okay. Was yeah, that a Wednesday's car, like or? the pre-show, I think. I yeah. Know. I don't think okay. you need to worry about that. So let's just get down to Thursday. Okay. Uh, Let me pull up your schedule here. Oops actually can't pull that up. So you just tell me what you've got here.
1: Uh, uh, what's, the fir- okay.
0: what's the first thing you're going to be checking out? Actually, I can pull this up on my phone, too. So, yeah.
1: Uh, first thing I got is the premiere of the new My Hero Academia movie. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. I still <laughs> want to check out everything that has to do with My Hero. Uh, like comedy anime, I'm usually not a fan of anime movies because I tend to stay away from things that aren't, like, you know, canon. I don't know why. Like, I, I tend to not be interested. But uh, with this property, it's different. I think I'll happily absorb everything that has to do with Deku and All Might. <laughs> so I'm excited to check that out and then tell you guys what I think.
0: That's uh, Yeah, you're the only one who's going to be able to watch it, sadly, because we've got <laughs> I other
1: applications. Yep. <laughs> I
0: can, I can't, uh, unfortunately, because of E3, I took so many days off that I can't go back to it. Mm-hmm. And, so another thing you've got scheduled here is the, uh, the Viz Media Industry Panel.
1: Yeah, uh, I read a lot of manga. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like they're going to be talking about a few series. It sounds like they're going to be revealing some new series as well. So uh, I've never actually been to a panel like that. And so I'd like to catch up, maybe pick up some new series that I'd like to read.
0: Yeah, industry panels tend to be like the most interesting in my opinion, because you get a lot of reveals that, that you know they've mm-hmm. been saving for that particular event. So it's always good to kinda of have that uh around. And so I I know what time is the an evening with Lab Zero? That would likely be in the evening, wouldn't it? Um <laughs> I should've asked you guys to put the times in so now I'm just kinda of staring at here. Easy way. Dini with Lab Zero. Uh, So, of course, the people, Lab Zero, the people that made Skullgirls, and also the upcoming Valkyrie Profile-type RPG, Indivisible. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. they're going to be there, and if I'm not mistaken, don't they have the uh, yeah, uh, Hiroki Kakuda, who's the composer for Secret of Mana, he's going to be there as well. So, you're you're in for a treat, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a huge fan of Lab Zero. Uh, I follow like a lot of their artists, and I have a few art books from the mm-hmm. the artists that worked on games like Skullgirls and Indivisible and stuff like that. So I'm always interested to see, you know, what they're up to, what their works looking like, and uh, Indivisible is looking to be a really good game with some with a very diverse and interesting cast of characters. So I'm excited to learn more about that.
0: Same. Uh, it's been great because I've met the guys. I, I met the people at, at Lab Zero a, f- a number of times. And so that should be interesting. And I, I hope to see some real uh, like real progress with that game because it-, it was delayed, unfortunately, not that long ago. So it's going to be kind of mm-hmm. hopeful for that stuff. So you've also got Netflix Loves Anime. So they're probably going to show off. Of, pretty much they've got the people working on Castlevania <laughs> going to be working uh, on there as well.
1: Yeah. Uh I watched the first season of Castlevania. I wasn't like huge on it, but I did enjoy it. Um Netflix of course has been releasing like a truckload of anime Seven. and I've been a huge fan of that. Violet <gasps> Epicard. You didn't like Violet?
0: I did. It's just the fact that it's on Netflix. It's like I oh, I don't I yeah. I I I can't pay for it, so mm-hmm. gotta find my own ways, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. No, but, no. Uh... <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, there's a new series coming out in October, the uh, Grappler Baki series, which yes. I've always been a huge fan of. I love like martial arts anime, and so Grappler Baki is like, the epitome of that. And although I'm not super stoked on what the recent trailers have made it look like, I'm still going to check it out. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they talk about, what they announce, and get to meet some cool people
0: absolutely that's that's gonna be pretty interesting to hear and uh obviously they already announced another season of castlevania season two hasn't even premiered so they're really going full full speed ahead on that show so Mm -hmm. and lastly for 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 that day anyway you're also going to check out that kill a kill video game Unfortunately it's it's gonna be interesting (laughs) (laughs) so
1: it'll be interesting yeah i'm surprised it's has there been a kill a kill game there hasn't right
0: uh, no. Not at this point. Actually, I don't yeah, think you I'm, can see I'm this on screen.
1: It's, so. I'm surprised it's taken so long, but, uh, it's always nice to see Arc System Works working on something, so I'm gonna check that out. I don't know how the game's gonna actually turn out, but if I have time, I'll go and check that panel out.
0: Yeah, I'm kinda iffy about it, just because the people that are making that Kill a Kill video game also made the Little Witch Academia video game that wasn't good at all. A+, and so I'm I'm kinda hesitant about it but this is like i wish that platinum games had gotten it that was kind of like the dream you know like they were the ones that were going to be working on it because they've been doing all these pretty cool license games um but unfortunately they went with a different studio but maybe this is a way for them to kind of you know prove themselves and do something exciting with the property but we'll have to wait and see from the images that they've shown there's been like four pictures shown it looks really nice but you know it does it's, it's bob but the you know the content is more important than that and then we move into Friday. Woo. And so you've got Designing the Heroines of SNK with artist uh, Isuke Ogura. So yeah. uh, big uh, SNK Heroines fan. Are you Are going to pick that game up?
1: I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up. I'm a huge fan of, you know, SNK. Like, again, I talk about fighting games and stuff like that. And I also love, you know, drawing and illustrating. So getting a chance to to see one of the artists, you know, Actually, work on the characters and develop designs and stuff like that always seems like a treat. So, I'm gonna go check that out. It seems like it'll be a good time.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the case. Uh, Hopefully. um, And I'm sure maybe some live drawings as well. That's always kind of an interesting thing for some of those Mm. events here. And then we get to the official Jojo's Bazaar. Not the Bazaar Escape, though, unfortunately. You'd go into the uh, Bazaar Adventure panel. I didn't even know there was an escape room for Bazaar. What?
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, crazy. Uh, Yeah, I'm. over the moon that part five has been announced. So uh I think they're gonna reveal the first or they're gonna premiere the first episode at the panel. Uh part five is actually like my favorite part of JoJo's, so I was really happy to see that announced and I'm excited to go meet a couple of Jojo heads.
0: A Couple of Jojo heads?
1: I believe that's what they call <laughs> is it that the up. calling audience is a bunch <laughs> no, of Jojo heads. I absolutely made that up and I'm ashamed. Oh god. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's mm, Alright. Well, <laughs> now that uh that's pretty much all that you've got for for that particular day uh actually I, I let me see here so yeah you've got i think deanna actually yeah you won't be looks like you won't be showing up until saturday is that right yep okay so let me just go through the few of the shows that i want to see so uh liz and the bluebird bluebird i can't talk it's been it's been a lot of talking here so uh liz and the bluebird that's the uh, side story of Sound Uphonium, uh from Kyoto Animation. Uh, it's a feature film that they're going to be premiering at Anime Expo, as you can see, on Friday. Um, I'm probably going to see if I can take some time off, because <laughs> otherwise I can't get to it in time. But I've been really wanting to see that. It's got the same director of A Silent Voice, and she did a great job with that. And the whole focus is about two characters from Soundophonium uh, who decide to play Liz and the Blue Bur- Bird. I can't see that. Easy. Uh, Liz and the Blue Bird. And they you know, get they have some conflicts between each other when they try to perform the free-form solo performances for that. And so uh, that starts to put some strain on the relationship. And so I, I'm curious to see how that'll go. Uh, and it's Kyoto. So the animation's going to be killer. No doubt. Then, speaking of kill kill uh if i can find it there you go wait did they oh i probably didn't scroll down far enough that's why okay this site is garbage i just want to say that straight up it uses like this weird like flash that's kind of hard to find uh studio yeah, trigger industry that. panel which hopefully you know means that we'll check out uh not just SSSS gridman but also their next project that they teased last year uh that they didn't show much about um Maybe some details about whatever that upcoming Inferno Cop sequel that they teased before, what what that could potentially be. I'm also uh, excited for that. And maybe some, I'm kind of hoping for like a Space Patrol Uluco sequel, but I don't know if they'll.
2: Uh, yes, them. please. That'd be pretty,
0: <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty great. Um,. And then we've got uh, Makia, When the Promised Flower Blooms. That's actually happened at the same time, around the same time SSSS Men* is premiering, but I figured, hey, that's going to be out in October anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and watch this movie. kind of prefer to watch movies on these premieres anyway, uh, rather than like a, a simple TV show. That's kind of how it is. Um and the whole story is about this girl who's from a clan where everyone stops aging in their mid teens and so she doesn't have any parents and that way she kind of starts to feel a little bit lonely and then suddenly this army invades that's trying to find out their secret to like this immortality uh, and so she manages to escape from all that um, and meets this boy this baby boy uh, and the story follows how you know he grows up but she isn't able to and so uh it's kind of like bicentennial, man. I don't know. It's it's just like it's going to be kind of interesting to see like what happens. Is that uh you know the fact that there's like this weird um rift between them because of this uh but even the key visual that they showed off uh, shows him the the boy as an adult and so it's already kind of you know this odd situation that they they're, they're put into and so I'm I'm kind of kind of curious to see how how that goes and then we've got the Xseed Games localization panel. So they already announced uh, London Detective Mysteria, which is like this dynamite, like this. This is a Tommy game that's set in 19th century London. Uh, so they're localizing that. Apparently, it was huge in Japan. So um, Ultimate fans might want to take note on that. It includes like it's this like bunch of different figures from that era, like Sherlock Holmes, Watson, Lupin, Kogoro Akichi. Uh, so that could be interesting. Uh, but they've also got other games they're going to show off there like Fate, Excella, Link, Asakuna of Ruins, and Ruin, Kagura, Burst Renewal, Gungrave VR, I guess. I don't know. It's like they got a bunch of different games that they're going to show there, maybe some announcements. People, some, some people hoping for Trails of Cold Steel 3, but we'll see. I don't know if that's, that's going to be there or not, but we'll find out. And then we move back to New Shaw on Saturday. If I can pull up the schedule without it completely destroying me. That would be pretty cool. People listening to this, I'm showing this the the schedule on stream so people can check that out here. Does this panel even exist that you that you put down here cuz I can't find it.
1: It does. I'm not surprised you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's like is it buried? Oh, it's like oh, it's at like 2:30. You're starting late here. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um Ken is this it's another martial arts series. Uh very much like a successor to Grappler Baki, just over-the-top action characters, martial arts, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think it won a poll. Uh, They asked all the fans what series you would want to be adapted the most, and it got first, actually, which I was very surprised about because I thought it was a very niche-like property. But uh, yeah, it got an adaptation. I was excited until I watched the trailer, and then the CG struck again, and it was bad. It did not look good. And so, uh, I'm still gonna go check it out, give it a shot, but my expectations are very, very low, which is kind of a shame, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, whenever they blend 3D CG uh, into these types of shows, it's like, oh, great, they must not have much of a budget to work with, but yeah, hopefully, you know, I mean, obviously, 3D CG is also pretty challenging in many respects, but for anime, it's it's mostly miss rather than hit. Like a Blue Steel, I think is one of the one shows that I really enjoyed, even if it was in three D CG. But definitely prefer the two D art style too. Yeah, to anything.
1: I uh, I recently started uh, Hoseki no Kuni, which is actually what I think is a really good CG anime. Uh, the all the characters are like super expressive. It's not very jarring when you see CG in that series, except for like a few moments. I'm hoping we can see more series like that but i haven't really seen any trend towards it no that's
0: that's i mean that's that's also what i like about a pg blue steel is that the very expressive characters (coughs) excuse me so hopefully for something good and then finally you've got for that day studio trigger live drawing so you're gonna watch some people draw some characters
1: (laughs) yeah same thing i love seeing people draw i love seeing the professionals do it it kind of teaches me a thing or two of how it's done the FET will uh, be in
0: collaboration yeah. with Wacom. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. Maybe, go figure. Maybe a giveaway in your future.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'd be cool. It's always nice seeing professionals like just bust out the skills they've been spending years and years honing, and seeing how they do it, and teaching yourself a thing or two. Absolutely,
0: that's kind of hoping for that. I mean, that's obviously as an artist yourself. I'm sure, like it's these types of events are perfect for trying to absorb as much as you can about that. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Deanna. You've got, yes. starting <laughs> off, the very first thing you're going to do is check out that Sailor Moon panel. I know somebody went to that panel last year and loved it, so...
2: Yay, okay. um, Yeah, hopefully uh, we get some news on, like, a new Sailor Moon season. Oh, yeah,
0: what happened to Sailor Moon Crystal?
2: Uh, I mean, from wow. the ending of that last season, it seemed like they were teasing a new one, but... <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently we're going to get some goodies, so free goodies <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's honestly like most of the time i'll go to those panels expecting something fresh and mm-hmm. then we've also got lgbtq plus anime presented by Crunchyroll, and so obviously analyzing that that uh how they're treated and, and shows and stuff like that yep okay so that's uh another big part they just show Yuri and Ice back-to-back on them. <laughs> uh, I watched that show last I actually really liked that show, by the way. I saw that recently. It was a really damn good show. I appreciate um, Yeah. Uh, then we've also... Oh, have you been keeping up on Voltron?
2: Yes, I have.
0: Oh. I know someone obsessed enjoying with that it. show.
2: Yes. So <laughs> it'll be cool to see what they have to say about the seasons they've worked on and obviously future ones.
0: Yeah. Also another Wacom sponsored thing. Wacom is just out in full force this time. <laughs>
1: and I'm going to all of them. All oh, of hey, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go to the Voltron
0: panel? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> just any opportunity at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing, it looks like you've got in your schedule for that day, international women of manga. So celebrate diversity in manga and join us to learn about five exciting original titles by diverse female manga authors from around the world. That's... Pretty awesome. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of looks like that's for me. Uh am not going to spend too much time on my stuff either. Zaki Zero, Danganronpa's Terasawa, and Saku- Saku- Suga Wara. Uh, I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> Basically, they're like the the people that made... Um, it's the producer and director of Danganronpa's... And so, Zucky Zero itself—it's like about this group of kids who go to, the, who are like the last surviving people on Earth after one day a disaster wipes off most of the humans on on Earth. And so, um, it's kind of interesting because this panel is being held two days after that game comes out in Japan. So it'll be interesting to see to hear what the reception is going to be. It's already announced for localization, obviously, because it's being shown here. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see what 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 they're going to talk about. Then we got the new era of Visual Novel. Dive into the screen with VR technology. That's also pretty interesting because it's got the motion director for Expelled from Paradise. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, but it was pretty good. CG. Speaking of 3D CG, it had great 3D CG in it. Um, so that's going to be interesting. It also has a like Sakai project. Talking about the games, that they um, some of the stuff that they're working on, and what the future of that format is going to be like. So that should be kind of cool. Um, then I've also got IFI localizing a brand new ip that's idea factory i already know what the game is uh, so but it'll be interesting to hear them talk about it um but they're also going to discuss the localization process and that's always kind of fascinating here um their perspective about that editors what they what they have to go through to localize a project um i went to nice america's panel last year that was very similar to that talking about duncan ropa v3 and that was kind of cool then you've got visual novels with sakai project just talking about what stuff they've got coming out so i'm doing my due diligence then i might experience some torture by going to the a1 pictures panel (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, people who don't know they're the ones that worked on like sword on online persona 5 ace attorney all those anime adaptations um that's them so i'm expecting they're going to announce like uh, maybe some new projects they're working on i don't think i saw an an anyplex panel. Nope, there it is. Okay, that's that's happening. So, uh, I don't. I think that actually is a schedule conflict. So I don't think I'm going to go to that one. Instead, I'm going to go to the Pony Canyon industry panel. Pony Canyon. People don't know they've been around forever. Uh, they've got their hands in a ton of licenses, including on And so I wanted to check that out. Maybe they'll chat some more about Soundophonium, like whatever. What else they've got coming out here? So that should be pretty good. And finally. Um, the Cowboy Bebop 20th anniversary panel. It's at 8 o'clock. I don't know if I'll go to it, but I thought that sounded interesting uh, that they're going to hold that panel. Cowboy Bebop, top three favorite anime of all time. So I was kind of excited about that.
1: It's another one I need to see.
0: Yes, <laughs> the stuff that you saw. Um, <laughs> and then we go back. If I can find this panel, Jesus. i telling you, the site.
1: You got the obscure ones.
0: Yes. The ones that are like, buried at the bottom. The Udon artist draw off. Once again, a live drawing, Uh, but the Udon people that are some of the best artists around, they do all those Street Fighter uh, comic books.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've actually read a couple of them and I've been a huge fan. So getting to see them actually do that live will be really, really cool. Uh, It sounds like they're also going to be announcing some new projects and news. So kind of the same reason why I'm checking out that Viz Media one. And maybe I'll be lucky and actually get that giveaway for the the, the live piece of drawing that they're making
0: yes uh i I love the draw- other art like i've been following. I, i've been buying their books since I was like in middle school, so it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to see uh what they could come up with actually probably was high school honestly I don't know i'm old um <laughs> really not' but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the old man in the woods leave me alone uh, so uh going to Deanna uh, on that day you're gonna be checking out uh San and morning glories I have actually never heard of this,
2: yeah I think so it's. I think it's about two high school girls um, having like this wholesome relationship and just going through life, um, and it's directed by the director of Steinsgate, so that'll be interesting.
0: Okay, that sounds awesome. All right, I'm mm-hmm. already interested in what that what that has to be. Um, so that'll be happening as well, and then you've got another panel about representation in anime and mm-hmm. canon and fanon. Uh, so. Obviously, it sounds like you're you're absorbing a lot of the information from there, uh, which is great. I mean, obviously, representation, very key. Uh, I really sold that, didn't I? That's really good. And then uh, Exogenesis, the anime. I know we talked about this yesterday, actually. Um, This looks pretty darn cool.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because um, Johnny O'Brien, the NBA player, he's like the creator of Exogenesis. (laughs) That's
0: that's right. I forgot he had his hands in it.
2: So yeah, they're gonna premiere the pilot episode and kind of talk about what the process has been like from the manga to anime.
0: That was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? Is it? I think it was. I think the manga was a was a Kickstarter project, and then they got the funding to make a a pilot like that. Because I think it started off as a book, if I'm not totally mistaken. But that's that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, for me, uh, let's see here. Actually, I think that. I'm probably going to be like the last one here, and it's uh, Udon, Udon, yes. So the last thing, I I don't even know if I'm going to show up on Sunday, because this is it. <laughs> Play anime <laughs> hosted by ben and Namco Entertainment America. It's at 3.30, it's an hour before the closing ceremonies. I hate the fact that this is so late, because last year it was like <laughs> maybe a day or two into the convention. Um, But ben and Namco always has, they always been a bunch of stuff um they have a lot to reveal a lot of like usually it's the times when they announce like a, some big like uh special editions and things like that uh clearly they're going to show off like soul Calibur six my hero one's justice code Vane by the way my hero one's Justice is still a dumb fucking name um but that's uh they got like that and they also got they say an amazing new announcements. so i'm very curious to hear what they got to say uh I'll probably be thinking about thinking over in my head whether to show up on Sunday. But, you know, it'd be kind of a shame if I only to show up for a couple of days. So I might do that just to try to maybe I'll try to avoid like the the exhibitor floor I'll, <laughs> while I try to do that. That's going to be kind of challenging. But I'm curious to see what they have in store for us. So that's it for our podcast, guys. It was a long Ooh. one. How we did
1: it. <laughs> it was a long one, yeah.
0: Yeah, it went over just a little over two hours here. But yeah, this is something that, uh, once again, we wanted to do for quite some time. Obviously, we got pretty granular uh, with working on this, but this was like a big recap episode. So going forward, it'll just be almost all solely focused on the stuff we watched this past week. Um, just A bit of a recap, uh, talking about the shows that we're watching and our thoughts about it. Uh, so this should be a lot shorter moving forward. No promises, because I say the same thing about the other podcasts we do, and that tends to be way longer every single time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to thank, once again, uh, Nusha and Deanna for being a part of this. Yeah,
2: thanks thank you. Thank you me. for having me. Yes,
0: uh, And so we hope to do this every week. Um, next week we'll be back, I, I, I'm assuming. Following Sunday, though, that's Enemy Expo. We might not be doing one, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but thank you everyone for listening and everyone on our twitch channel twitch slash RPG site for watching the live stream of this we are seeing your your, your post in the chat there uh, just that we wanted to kind of get through this um, but appreciate anyone who uh, hung out with us and got to check this out going forward we'll be interacting with you more um, just so that we can get a better report with you all. But I appreciate you all showing up anyway. And so for now, uh, thank you all for watching Anime Review. And catch us next week for yet another episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.